Time to Talk Books. And I'm joined by Pip Adam, a fantastic author in her own right, and generously shares some of her time every few weeks to come and tell us what she's been reading. Hi, Pip. Kia ora, Jessie. How are you? Also generously, I'm great, thanks. Also generously put some thought into grouping these books under a theme, and I'm very <laughs> intrigued by this week's theme, books that have altered the way I experience the world. Yeah, I sort of, I've been thinking a little bit about this. Like there are some books that I read to escape the world, like to sort of go to different places and forget about the world for a while. But these three books in particular that I've read recently have all helped to kind of sort of force me back into the world. They've got this really great kind of, because of their relationship, I think, to the real world, they, they're they just a really nice way of kind of altering the way I see the world and how I experience it and sort of challenging me slightly to be better in the world as well, which I really, I really love that in a book. I think it might be my favourite genre. Yeah, nice one. And um, actually, the first book you're talking about, I spoke to the authors of this book earlier yes. in the week. Was it yesterday? <laughs> I might have been last week. Michaela Keeble and Tukaro Brown, mother and son uh, and authors of Pakumania. Pakumanu Araki Fakataka Pokai, and me stumbling over that uh, title is ironic, really, because that's um, sort of what starts the book, really. Tokoro uh, talking about having a name that people struggle with that is a bit hard to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this book, I, I, I loved your interview and I've, I've been loving um, all the interviews with Michaela and um, Tokiro. Um, yeah, just such fantastic writers and artists. And um, yeah, this book is just so special to me. It arrived in the post a couple of weeks ago. And I don't know, like, I think there's so much in this book, you know, as a as a sort of Tauiwi Pākehā reader, you know, I, I'm sure that a lot of the ideas in here um, are not revolutionary to a lot of readers, but to me, um, the way that it expresses time, the way that it expresses relationship, it really, like when I finished the book, I sort of came out, it was almost like coming out of this different portal into the world and thinking, oh yeah, like, um, mm. yeah, like why does time go this way? Yeah, it was just, it's such a great book. Michaela, the Mum is a poet, and she yeah. has based the book on things her son Tokoro said when he was small, which gives it an interesting quality. There's a real youthful sort of perspective, but in some ways it's quite profound as well. She's been quite selective in what she's um, what she's used, and so the whole it, it imbues a tone throughout the whole book, right? Yeah, I think this is what's so great. Like, I think you know. Um, talking to um, Kirehi who is the son of Michaela um, and like you say like just being able to I don't know these conversations they just I just think sometimes there is that weird thing that before the world kind of squashes us and before the world tells us how things are I think we have a greater understanding of the world that's been my experience talking with kids like I think that something happens where we're sort of made to fit ideas into certain things and I don't know like this was another thing that I loved about this book is that it felt like it made a lot of things possible if you know what I mean Mm. like and I just I really really love um, the beautiful focus that Michaela's kind of given to these words and also like um, Tokido's um, pictures inside it like the illustrations as well like just this this way that the book kind of comes together um, and it seems to be instead of trying to adult it like instead of trying to squash it back into a box it just lets these words like 
just you know be what they are and kind of and like I say it's an incredible gift to an adult um, who sometimes feels a bit you know you feel a bit worn down by things and yeah you're just like oh my gosh yes of course you know and it's just I don't know yeah it's great yeah and apologies yeah I've got those names wrong so Michaela Keeble the author the mother the poet Kerehi is her son and then Tukaro mm. Brown is the illustrator behind this book Pakumanu Araki Whakatakapokai um, Possible to say what the book's about? We didn't really cover it in the interview, Pip You sort of just got to hear it, I suppose or Read it This is this is what I love as well, is that, um, again, you know, this what it seems to be able to do, because Michaela has been so open and Tokido has been so open, I think that what it means is this book isn't a beginning, middle and end as well. So even the idea of time in it operates slightly differently to what we might have expected. And I think that the narrative operates differently. Like there are certain rhythms that hold it together and there are certain ideas that hold it together. But really it is just this, each page is kind of like a new idea and a new a new story in itself so yeah I think it is it's about it's about a lot of big things like it's about colonization it's about time it's about whakapapa it's about all sorts of things like that but I think also it's a it's a playful fun book as well like it's a book about hanging out and kind of just talking about what we believe in which I really really love thank you people can find that um, interview on our website if they'd like more um, if you search Michaela's surname Keeble K-E-E-B-L-E on the RNZ website you'd find it how about this one a billion years <laughs> before the end of the world sometimes called definitely maybe a manuscript discovered under unusual circumstances <laughs> This book has been such a gift. I don't know who gave this to me. It's a bit of a um, mystery kind of thing as well. I think it might be Fatihidiaka who gave it to me, but I can't remember. Um, it also might have been Joe Buchanan. I just can't remember. But this is a book by Arcadian Boris um, Strugatsky um, from 1977. Now, those names will be familiar to some people because these are the brothers that wrote Roadside Picnic, which um, Andre um, Tarkovsky adapted um, as Stalker. And um, these guys were kind of quite professional writers like they wrote and made money out of their writing and um this book is the oddest book like i read it over the weekend and it just kind of it blew my mind like (laughs) the i sorry were you gonna say something no no it's just it's (laughs) i love your description of it go ahead Oh, yeah, I just, yeah, it really did. um, It's a bit of a mind bender. It's a bit of a mind altering drag or something. So the idea with it is that these, we start with a um, scientist who is trying to finish um, an academic paper, is trying to work through some experiments, and he keeps getting interrupted. And um, yeah, it turns out that there's all these scientists that are being interrupted. And um, it's, yeah, all these different ideas are posited to why they're being interrupted. And like this, these guys just write these freaky books. It's kind of like Stanislaw Lem, um, who I think was one of their predecessors. The books are very, they're very usual kind of things, but they just make them so unusual. Like, um, yeah, like um, just this idea that maybe interruptions are some kind of um, bigger force in the world that's stopping us trying to do things. (laughs) Yeah, it's just it's just the strangest. It, it's a really strange book, and it is. Just, is, it, is it sort of farcical? The the interruptions. 
they do begin feeling quite farcical. Like they sort of start with like some caviar arriving at the door and some drink. And there's a lot of drinking in this book. Uh-huh. <laughs> drinking. That's a very good distraction. But then it just becomes so sinister. And, and there's some very, very complex theoretical ideas in this book, like very cons, um, complex theory, um, like f- physics kind of stuff in here that I've never understood before. Yeah. But there's something about this fiction which just, illustrates it so wonderfully so that all those counterintuitive kind of physics kind of things um they become a lot clearer when you finish reading the book i think maybe the difference between someone who doesn't read very often and a quite a sophisticated reader like you is that some people would hit that physics stuff i mean even reading the synopsis of it it um it wears me down and they would think well i don't follow this so this is not the book for me but i suspect that you pip just kind of let it wash over you a wee bit and keep reading even if you're not getting it because you maybe suspect that the not getting it might be part of the trick the book is playing. Yeah, although I do think also it is just part of me not being very smart. No, 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 It's it's sort of an anti-sophistication because I sort of come to these things and I think, oh yeah, maybe I won't understand them. But I do, I do think that I, that is one thing I do enjoy about books is being willing to give them a little bit of suspension of just, you know, suspension and time. And that's what's great about these guys' books are short and they write short stories as well. So it's not a massive, like I think I read this like in a day and a half or something. So like, that's the great thing about it is that if it's frustrating, it's not going to be frustrating for long. <laughs> Might take a bit of finding, Pip. Yes, it may take a bit of finding. Just I go to the uh, 1970s Soviet sci-fi <laughs> short story section of your local bookstore, eh? <laughs> Something like this. Oh, this is a beautiful, this is a Neversink library. It's a beautiful edition. I really do need to return this book. If anyone knows whose it is, they can contact me. Uh, look, I great. don't know what but, sort yeah. of service you think this is, Pip, but it's not it's an opportunity <laughs> for book critics to come on and try and find homes for their books. <laughs> Good stuff. Hey, um, so that one, will I give you the uh, title again? Um, if you, you search... could just go with definitely maybe. Definitely I think that's maybe. how it's published okay. mainly, yeah. Uh, and then finally, Owl. Yes. Now, I do know where this book came from. I bought this book. Um, this is a short story by Bay Sewer. It's from North Station, which is um, one of her not-so-recent short story collections. Um, and this was translated by Deborah Smith, who people might know from um, The Vegetarian and uh, the controversy that was around um, her translation of The Vegetarian. Huh. Um, this, uh, Oh, sorry, what? <laughs> no, it's just my, huh. It's just, yeah, it sounds interesting. <laughs> Oh yeah, I I'm obviously my my grants it. aren't um, uh, easy to interpret today. I apologise. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's all me. It's all me. Um, but yeah, this book. I feel um, like you might have talked about Basil before on the show. It's ringing a bell. Who, who I think that? most people, yeah, most people I talk to, to Basil about, I just absolutely adore her. She's my favourite writer oh. in the whole wide world. And um, this short story in particular is very odd because um, it, it talks about this imagined writer, but it is so, it is written with such, um, I don't know, details I ended up my friend Charlotte Simmons who's a German scholar and translator we ended up having this massive conversation where I was like this has to be a real person and I think again that's how some of these work you know all three of the books they have a really interesting relationship to reality or the reality that we're living in I think 29th of June 2021 book critic Pip Adam looks at some books she says (laughs) are short and weird she reviews a greater music by Bay Sewer on afternoons. Just Maybe over two I've been doing this too long. I'm starting to go circular. <laughs> no, that's good. Okay, so yeah, what else can you? How did it affect you? This one. 
Well, what I think it did to me was there was that there was that initial kind of contact with Charlotte where I was just like, this has to be a real person. But the thing is that um, one of the great things about Basura is that she has this way of writing. She's a translator. She translates from German to Korean and Korean to German, but um, no, mainly German to Korean. But um, there's something about the language in here. It's very circular. It's very odd. So you come across phrases over and over again, and it sort of gives you this strange deja vu. And again, I was thinking with all three of the books, they have this way of using language, which really is quite mind altering. Like it just, yeah, it, it, it really does mess with your brain because um, it's playing often linguistic tricks or, you know, jokes. Um, Beso is really big on jokes as well. And I think that, yeah, just using all those techniques of literature to kind of bend your mind, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful way to go, I reckon. Pip, thank you so much. Some great recommendations there. So Beso's short story collection is North Station. Uh, and Pip is recommending Owl from that book. Uh, and we're also talking about Definitely Maybe by Arcadian Boris Strugatsky and Pakumanu Araki Fakatakapokai by Michaela Keeble. Uh, nice to talk to you, Pip. Thank you so much.